Alright, welcome to Bit of Bantha episode 3, um, we're sitting here on... We have a title. We have a title, finally. <laughs> we're sitting here on uh, the 16th of May, 2021. Um, so we've had episode 3 of The Bad Batch, season 1, uh, title replacement, so that's going to be a uh, bit of our title chat for today, I suppose. And then chat some canon things afterwards and some theory crafting. So uh, what did you think of the uh, episode? Uh, maybe compared to the first two, just as a standalone episode, what were your what were your initial kind of thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was one of the ones. It kind of felt like less was happening mm -hmm. than, especially like compared to the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. Wasn't like the most. Uh, didn't seem like like the most important stuff was happening in that one. Which is not to say that it wasn't still very good, mm -hmm. very enjoyable, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. You say you felt like that the, there's less important, less important stuff happening, or, or more important stuff happening. No, nah, less important, oh. kind of like. See, I would disagree, huh? Especially you know? around Crosshair. I think, uh, and the stuff we're seeing. So I know you haven't started Resistance yet. There's a whole thing, um, kind of with that where, you know, we start to follow some first order based stuff, but people kind of wanted to see more of it, and I think um, getting to see you know the the, the fledgling imperial side, um, is really good. Uh, that is true. Like the the non clone yeah. troopers, <laughs> like the actual stop people who are going gonna be stormtroopers uh, at one point or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, we don't have like the stormtroopers aren't really a thing yet, seemingly. Yeah, I know. In like a large a large force. So uh, I don't know if you caught that. So the guy that's taking over the project, um, Rampart, he was on the yeah. um he was on the hologram in episode two. Yeah. And uh, it's the chain code guy. Uh, they also talk about Project Warmantle in this one. Um. Whenever I heard it, I was like, okay, it's just a, a project name. But in Rogue One, whenever they're in Scarif, whenever Jin and Cassian are, are at like the terminal trying to find the Death Star plans, they're like going through different plans, different uh, projects of the Empire, and, you know, and then they find Stardust, and they're like, that's it. And they're like, Jin's reading aloud the ones that she's seeing, and Warmantle is one of the ones she reads. So it was a nice little tie-in to, uh, to Rogue One. So seemingly it's not anything really massive. It just seems to be the, the beginning of like conscription or like yeah like maybe the beginning of what will become the stormtroopers um i mean it's definitely like a nice nice piece of world building i mean mm. like i i was more talking about like stuff that was important for i guess the whole bad bad story sure yeah i suppose yeah i think i i, I guess i agree in, in in some aspects i think for the group as a whole i think more stuff happened with crosshair but we'll, we'll definitely talk about that than the actual was, the boys, I yeah. guess. So yeah. And there was like definitely still some like important interpersonal stuff happening, mm -hmm. like in the gang, the, 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 yeah. the batch, <laughs> the dad batch. <laughs> yeah. The dad batch. <laughs> so there has, there has to be like official merch of that. Like, that like, yeah. Doesn't need, need to get on it. Um, I really enjoy the episode. I don't know, like, I have a hard time ranking the episodes far because I've really enjoyed all of them for for various reasons. Um, there was a lot of like a lot of kind of world building this one a lot of callbacks um like the the is it the ordu moon dragon or the ordu moon dragon it's that whole sequence is very similar to like the minox moon dragon the minox sequence from empire strikes back <laughs> yeah. like when them walking out with their the breathers on when omega's sitting at the chair and it like goes across the <coughs> the window and she's like ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it reminds me of uh of the inside the exogorth with the minox um yeah. But uh, no, I I, uh, I enjoyed the episode. I've been really enjoying the the series as a whole so far. Um, I think uh, Omega continuously just precious. Uh, I love her. Uh, it's better and better. I love her accent. <laughs> I've I've always liked the New Zealand accents, and and obviously like the clones are like us. You know, it's it's D Bradley Baker. It's not he's not a New Zealand guy. Um, but yeah. theoretically the clones do have a New Zealand accent. But like, I can't remember her name. It's going to annoy me. But Omega's voice actress actually is from New Zealand, and I love her accent so. Just like a very, a very cute voice, you know. Reminds me of um, somewhere like relatively in the beginning of the episode when the when this ship basically just starts crashing. And it gets pulled out of hyperspace. Yeah. Uh, Wrecker made made a noise that reminded me 
So much of Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> it was just just a very, very silly, silly noise. And I was like, all right, D. Bradley Baker, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Imagine if um, back in the Clone Wars, they're walking around Camino and 99's there, sweeping stuff up when they're around the corner. It's just a clone that looks like Rowan Atkinson. He <laughs> 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 just doesn't talk and just makes sounds. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> I suppose we can like we can chat about it. so we are... that would be a defected clone. I mean, the best clone though. To 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 my liking, yeah. So, I guess kind of so far, and I've kind of observed this. I don't know if if you've been thinking this, like going through the show so far. There seems to be like three major like areas of focus. One is like the Bad Batch and Omega. Yep. Two being Crosshair and the fledging Empire, and three being the Kaminoans. And yep. and the Kaminoan stuff is really really interesting to me. Um, it is so interesting. So. That's kind of where a lot of theory crafting it has. But so I suppose we can we can go through each kind of storyline this episode and and kind of talk about you know stuff we liked you know and I mean, we don't generally talk about stuff we don't like because it's not as fun. But if you, if it's if it's worth mentioning, we can. And so we have the, we like, so they're on their ship and they the ship has been damaged, um, escaping Sulukamai, and they're like ah it's probably fine. And then they get yanked out of hyperspace. They crash on the planet, and they have the whole thing with the moon dragon stealing the capacitor or whatever and tech's like oh it's probably moon dragon they're like tech why can you tell us this mm. <laughs> it's the third time now so I, I think it's kind of funny that one of the things that people have been saying so far is like why does tech keep hanging on to information because in the earlier episodes he's like oh that's probably the inhibitor chips and they're like tech do you not think this is information we should know and he's like mm, just so everyone knew it <laughs> so i like that they kind of they kind of call him on it about this episode um and then we have the whole like and Tech and Echo kind of doing their little investigation stuff, and then the main thing was like Hunter and uh, Omega try to track it down. Hunter nearly dies because it gets his breather knocked off. Omega saves him. She goes and gets <laughs> the capacitor. Is is a scene that I thought was a bit silly, like not not necessarily in a bad way, but like Omega asking Hunter if she can come with him outside. Oh, that's just sweet though. To, check check on that and he's like Natu is kind of fucking dangerous and you could die and Omega's like but you said I'm part of the group and then Hunter is like oh well alright <laughs> I thought that was the nicest <laughs> like yes but I mean she could still die yeah but it's like it's obviously still nice and obviously was important for that episode but still she'll probably get, okay. get out of the I just I just was like mm. <laughs> oh, do, do, do. is it is it is it that easy <laughs> I was probably like, oh, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, then like, yeah, she she puts his mask back on and she goes and like, you know, goes under the the lair, I guess, of the the moon dragon and gives it the torch and he. I, lo- I love how the it like pulses with energy as it like consumes, and then yeah. she checks the capacitor and, and they they head on. Also, in. moon dragon was fucking cute. I want. It's a re- really cool design. Like, there's a um, so we don't really have a lot of dragons, to my knowledge, in canon in star wars like we have the, the great dragons and stuff and uh, that are on like, are Tatooine. but there's like there's there were these dra- <laughs> dragon i oh, know yeah. there were these dragon creatures that were in resistance as well and they were really cool they were more drag dragon like you know um whereas the like the crate especially the greater crate dragon i think it's called from the mandalorian was like that was a big boy huh? and he looked like he was kind of mm. like he's kind of like long and dinosaur like but the um the ones from resistance were very drag dragony like um um so we had a lot of stuff and then we also had Wrecker this episode. And Fucking cutie. I mean Wrecker Wrecker's Wrecker, awesome. great, like but I was watching this episode and like it didn't really click for me initially and then I finished the episode and I was like Wrecker was holding his head away a lot that episode. So I wanna we need we need to chat about it though. I don't want to. What <laughs> was Wrecker Don't make me think about did, it. Did he just hurt his head? And it was just like, ah, it's just a bit mean, sore when the ship... Did he not, like, bump his head at some point? It probably did. When uh, were crashing? Yeah. I, I feel like I I remember something about that. I don't I don't know if you ever see it, but it's, it's, it's entirely possible he did. But going off that point, did he hit his head and, like, something happened to the chip? Or is the chip being, like, remotely activated or something by the Kaminoans slash the Empire? Um, I don't know. I was like... I was reflecting on a post episode and I was like, oh no. Like my current and you can you can um I don't know what theories you have right now, but we also have this episode that Tech is like working on his little doodad thing to like check the strength of the chips or whatever he was saying. Hmm. 
is it possible that something does happen to Wrecker? They manage to, they have to obviously have a confrontation with them. They manage to get the chip out with whatever device Tech is using. And then that's what they then want to use against like Wolf and Gregor and stuff like that. But the device Tech's building is not like to remove the chips, is it? It's just to check how strong they are. I think so. Check if they work, basically. Then what they'll do then is they'll they'll find out and they'll like oh record chips activate and then Hunter will get him down and get the the knife out and like start carving out his head. <laughs> like get that out. That's what'll happen. I'm guaranteeing it now. But I, I don't know. Like I'm I, I'm worried for record, huh? Especially because we had the really nice scene with him this episode where he made the bunk for Omega and he gave him his little Tuka doll to give him Lula. See, I'm just I'm just not gonna think about it. But you have to, though. That's the, no. that's the thing with theory crafting, is you have to consider these things. But I don't want it to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to ignore the possibility. Nah, it's definitely going to happen, though. <laughs> uh, I think the um, the interactions in this episode were all really good. Like, um, I really enjoyed the, the the Bad Batch during the Clone Wars arc. Um, and in that episode, or in that arc, they played off, like, Rex, and they played off Anakin a lot. <clears throat> and it was a very more, like, action-based arc. Um but they're they're doing a really good job i think like and a lot of it comes down to d bradley baker being so good and like the different voices um like i watched i watched an interview where he just like shifted between the different voices when he was talking about like how he does all of them and i was like this mm. this man is this man's great um he's absolutely crazy and um still think the crosshair voice is the best one um yeah and i was like and, and, and so i just i just think the characterization of the bad batch has been done really really well so far um and yeah they're just like they're forming this like just this shared parental bond for this young girl is just very 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 adorable like and yep. very very wholesome i know i know star wars does it a lot but it works <laughs> at the yeah the uh the grumpy father and the uh the, the grudging father i guess uh turned turned willing i guess but generally just parents parenting yeah. it's a being a parent having a parent strong theme yeah. yeah it's just it's just really really nice like so i really enjoyed all the um like this is the and some people could say like well they didn't need to crash on that planet so they could have just gone where they need to be going i'm like yeah sure but that removes the chance for like little adventures mm-hmm. like this i never get the it's I, also like can can people like start also thinking about how this is a show that mm-hmm. is supposed to be entertaining yep. and supposed to tell a story yes maybe sometimes people make a decision that wouldn't make the most sense in life Mm -hmm. like if you would look at it as an actual person who actually (laughs) makes makes like like a a real life person maybe wouldn't have done that Mm -hmm. sure maybe wouldn't have made the most sense but then again people also um quite regularly do things that do not make a lot of sense yep (laughs) It's also like so, just like calm down, basically. Yes, there's there's the part where things should be realistic and things should objectively make sense, but then there's also the part where we're watching a show and we're supposed to have fun with it. Yeah, like it was a similar thing. I think people use the word filler wrong a lot. Like for example, during the uh, it happened a few times during the Mandalorian. Like, well. Why did the Jawas start like scavenging his ship, like from like a creator point of view? Like, why did that even happen? He could have just been off, and we could have had something else. But now we got stranded on the ship. It was cool. It, it was a fun. It was a fun. It was world building. It was a fun it did adventure for the show. Exactly, it was a fun adventure. This is like this is not Dragon Ball where we get uh, literally an episode that's just a flashback to everything that happened until now. Oh no, you draw the like, inside time. It's... <laughs> This is this this is not what a, what a filler episode is. Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's it's like it's just a fun adventure. Like you, do, you, I never get the argument, especially when it comes to Star Wars. Like so, so the, the people could say like, well, why did they make it so? As in like the writers, why did they make it so that the ship had to get pulled out of hyperspace and get crashed on this planet? It they got they just got stuck on this planet the entire. So it's like, ah, but they had a fun adventure. Like, calm down. Also, things things don't always go as planned, you know. Yeah, it's like calm down. Just enjoy your little adventures, you know. It's just it's just a fun series. What would what would Star Wars be if we wouldn't have such detours? 
<laughs> yeah, Dieters, like world building, yep. character building adventures that maybe don't do much for like the whole the big story like the the goal of the story mm-hmm. like destroying the death star or like finding your dad and all of that but it's still it's still nice to have isn't it death star we talk about this time i think you'll find the incident on Jeddah <laughs> was a mining disaster thank you very much <laughs> yeah I, I never i don't i don't get the argument um i suppose that, so yeah the, i really like the stuff with the 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 bad batu this one the crosshair stuff however that was <laughs> fuck me that was dark hey like yep. Like, I love. Uh, it was probably my favorite part of the episode. So I've seen. Um, so obviously, R- Rampart comes to Camino, and Tarkin sets him up to be like, "All right, you're basically in charge of this." I think maybe I must be misremembering, but it gives him like the five like conscripts, and I've seen a lot of people saying. So there's like um there's a, a woman among them. He has like kind of dark hair, yeah. pulled back in a ponytail, and people compared her to the main character Aiden from the Battlefront Two story. I don't think it is. I don't think the age works, but I've seen that idea thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like she was a she was a tie pilot during the Battle of Yavin, but I still she was quite young in that. I think so. I, I don't think it's it's not her. I don't believe. Um, so they gave them this like, and and they're all kind of wearing the proto Death Trippery armor, like the black with the green visor, yep. except theirs is like. A bit more stormtrooper looking the the helmet and stuff um so they give crosshair this like group of conscripts and send them off to on so, the yeah go ahead how, how i got that part was basically they gave them they gave crosshair those five people to basically first of all test them and then also like show them how it works show them the ropes. which i think is yet again a bit fucked up to if you think about that they are letting the clones train their own replacements oh from the clones point of view yeah i believe so again i don't know a lot we of don't it. know like that's that's the clones wouldn't know that of course and we don't really know like canonically we don't really know at that point that the clones are going to be um made obsolete i mean the clones don't know but we do know from canon that they will um yeah i mean we know from canon but like a meta point of view yeah yeah but the clones don't know yeah i mean i believe so i don't know a lot about legends but i believe in legends this was a kind of a thing as well where the clones taught the like the initial stormtroopers at least right now it seems to be mainly crosshair because he's like special um but yeah i mean we don't know what's going to happen to crosshair really um like there's um in, in Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. There's a, a bunch of clone-based stuff, kind of like after Re- Revenge of the Sith, which is really interesting. And but obviously not going to it because you haven't read it yet. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder what he'll think if he knows he's going to be made obsolete eventually. But so they get them and they send them to Onderon to wipe out Sagarera's um party. I've seen some people saying that the uh, Kaminoans might have given Sagarera a heads up, and that's why he's not there. I don't know. I think it's a fun idea, but Saw's not there when they get there. But on the like the dropship, at least when they're going there, the Lambda shuttle or whatever it is, one of the guys is taking the piss out of Crosshair. Basically, like why we listen to the clone and all this, and he's like, "Oh God, huh? yeah. this man is." Uh, Oops. Pushing. Turns out he's dead. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> the the thing was with him, like he was the he's actually making some good points, you know. So they get to the they obviously get to the camp, and it's Saw's not there. It's just like some of his fighters and some refugees and they start they just they, they start blasting huh? and they fire the gas and they take out the soldiers the one guy gets the people into the ship he tries to take off and they get sniped through the glass i'm like oh my yep. god huh? and so they, obviously the ship doesn't take off they open the doors and crosshair obviously asks him to finish the mission your guys like but these are just innocent civilians you know this is not what we're meant to do we're meant to just you know, take out the, the fighters and I mean, yeah, he's right. Hundred percent right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, and uh, like, and then Crosshair is like, well, do you know why they made me the leader for this? Well, for the firstly is like the main like fighter comes forward and she's like, I'll not tell you where Saul is, and you shoot, he just shoots her. Yep. And I'm like, oh god. Um, and then yeah, your storm the stormtrooper quote unquote is like, we shoot. This is not what we're meant to do, and shoots him too. Like, and then the, the way he says, "Good soldiers follow orders." After that, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that too. I, yeah. I, I don't like it, but I like it. <laughs> um, and then they just 
they just burn these people <laughs> it's like oh my god that's like that's like that's fucking dark man i mean like using a flamethrower as a weapon against people was like basically the cruelest thing i can imagine like there were no i don't think there were any kids there and the old woman wasn't there either but it's still like innocent people and like granted there's a few laser bolts going off too so you you, you just hope that I, like i would just i would just throw myself in front of a laser bolt so i don't have to stop so i can stop burning um yeah also like if you if you have like guns blasters mm-hmm. you don't you don't need to burn people alive it's just please. terrible like yeah like the can you just let the others finish the job <laughs> if you really have to this is awful but you don't you don't need to do this man i was like i was watching like oh god like it's it's very clearly establishing it and i don't know if this is a, a benefit of like starting on disney plus you know that they're not like beholden to a network is that like clone wars kind of started more more light i would say no, i wouldn't say lighter like i wouldn't say light at all but more light than what it became pg and then it, friendly sure yeah it's what i would call it and then it gradually shifted like you know but with the bad batch it's like it's kind of starting in that way and i really like it for doing yeah. that um but like nah, with clone wars with clone wars in the beginning i sometimes was kind of annoyed that it was so pg friendly because hmm? kill these people it, <laughs> yeah it would have just sometimes been a better have you killed boys just just better if if things had like bigger consequences i guess if people would actually die you just bloodthirsty yeah. and maybe <laughs> maybe it's that i saw i said i did see a, a, a boy joking it was like um the these these people are so terrible for burning these uh living creatures alive and then it was a flashback to in the clone wars you're in the geonosis arc when Kiari Mundi's going through that cave and the clones are just burning all the Geonosians. Yep. <laughs> well, they're just bugs. Like, you know, they don't count. Like, but they, it feels like you can make the argument that they weren't innocent and they were combatants in the war. But... Yeah, but like, what, I, what I'm getting at, uh, in the beginning of Clone Wars, I was kind of annoyed sometimes that it was so PG-friendly. Mm-hmm. And um, edging more closer to the end of Clone Wars, I was sometimes just sitting there thinking, wow, this is a children's show. Oh yeah, like there are multiple, mo- like I feel like it's an early season, but maybe it was during the Battle of Camino when Ventress, like she, like force pulls that clone onto her lightsaber and kisses him. Like that got removed from a lot of broadcasts because it was like, Jesus, boys, this is about <laughs> we're, we're getting a bit dark there, like so. But other... I just I just remember the point where like, that was pretty late. I think that was already season seven i think oh um i don't even know what what the real context of that was anymore i don't really know what the episode of it was anymore but i just remember i think ahsoka going on that uh spaceship that was just floating in space Mm -hmm. all dead with like Mm. those Tons of dead clones. Um, just like up close and personal. I do. Floating in the air. I do remember there was a bit like, I don't know if it was Ahsoka though, but there was in the Fives arc when the Separatists break onto the ship to steal Tup after his chip has gone off. They break into the ship. Yeah. And I think it's like Anakin and like Plo Koon? I don't know. Maybe I don't remember who it is, but there's just like clone I, bodies I just floating. Yeah. I just really, really remember that scene very vividly thinking. Wow, that's dark. Yikes! Yeah, there's some like some grim stuff in Clone Wars. Like a lot of the like when Savage Press like impales Adigalia with his horns. I was like, yeah. oh god! And then like the dude literally just killing himself. Uh, Camino, uh, no, not Camino. Um, uh, what describe it? On Mandalore, the ca- chance not not the chance, dude. The the old dude killing himself literally just lets himself fall off of the of the balcony basically i mean like the like the f- people oh, who were just like that? speaking out against mandalore you think about like the prime minister on, was, on yeah the prime minister he got assassinated he didn't kill himself he got assassinated because he was, he was going to speak anakin's name but there were there were there, there was there was a scene where Pretty sure it was wasn't it was not that prime minister dude. No, he got he got killed in the siege of Mandalore. When he goes like Skywalker, 
Like he gets he gets killed by um, Gar Saxon in the prison. But there are there are suicides in the Mandalore, the early Mandalore episodes. Like um, I think it's when Obi Wan or Ahsoka first comes to Mandalore in in the Clone Wars at least. Um, yeah, there's people who just throw themselves over uh, these cliffs, quote unquote, over these like overcroppings. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yes, but. I'm 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 trying to look it up right now. No, Almac Almac was assassinated in the Siege of Mandalore. Um, yeah, it might not have been him. But uh, no, there's some some dark stuff in Clone Wars, like so. But yeah, the um the crosshair stuff was was really good. It was just like I just like Jesus, <laughs> like just watching it, like um. But it made there were some some really really good moments. Um, and then we had the stuff with the um the Kaminoans, which is like, where are these boys going? I I'm just so curious what's going to happen with Kamino. Um, like the I I keep seeing the idea going round about like the the clone uprising, which I just think is like at this stage is so possible. I think, um, I, I suppose it'll depend on what the Empire decides to do with the clone project going forward. But mm. I could I could definitely see like, and they're talking about like the DNA of Jango Fett's running out, and like they they need to get they want to make like a special clone or something like that. So. It's just because we do- you, yeah, I sent you the thing uh, time stamped. Oh, I can't watch it during this. So it'll affect my audio. Yeah. Um, All right. It's just like um, we don't really know what happens to Camino later in the timeline. So, I just wonder if we're going to see Camino wiped out in in the season in the show. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be very very curious what happens to it because I think I think the stuff that's going on is like super interesting with them. Um, it's just some dude, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, just just some guy. Um, so yeah, that the Camino stuff is probably the most like theory crafty for me right now. Like the crosshair stuff is fantastic, but the um the Camino stuff is is really really interesting to me. So, have you got any theories right now with the Camino stuff? Like, not even like what they're talking about with the clone, but like overall thoughts for Camino, like what'll happen in the season I guess or in the show I suppose and you've talked a bit about that um it's kind of hard to really say I guess I mean I feel like either they're going to try to please the empire for a bit longer and make them some better clones and all of that but honestly don't see it going well don't 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 see that going very well <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine there's like they're harboring a grudge since that whole like your contract is with the republic and they're like that's fine yeah <laughs> like that's that we're gonna, we're gonna go against them so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be um i think i think it's 16 episodes this season so i'm just trying to think like what we could be building towards because you know there is like a gradual theme going through like I'll be very curious when we get the first like conflict, I guess, between Crosshair and and the boys after the, after the initial split from Camino. So I'm, I'm I'm very curious about that. So, but no, I, I really I really like the episode. Um, I don't know, like, it's, it's a great thing. Like, I I love having a show on again where you can just tune in on Friday mornings, and be like, oh, let's see what we get, make some notes, and just have a have a bit of banter. So. Really, yeah, really. And this I'm... Friday, even I got to watch it Friday morning. Hey, <laughs> as a working woman. I just, yeah, I, I just get up, and the time is is a bit better for me that I can get up and watch it before work, especially with it being twenty two minutes or whatever it is like. So I can get up yeah. an, hour, an hour early, watch it, and then be up awake for like half an hour before start my work day. So that's been really nice. But yeah, you were you were finally allowed. <laughs> I I was allowed one time though. So, I think this we're. Once. I think we're we have episodes until the start of August, so I think we're. I think you you calculated that once, yes. You yeah, told me so it's quite uh quite good. So we'll we'll have stuff to talk about for for a little bit. So unless you have any more points, I know you want to not think about Wrecker, <laughs> but that uh, <laughs> unless you have any any more stuff, we can do some. He's just such a baby. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> if they have had to be any of them, why is it him? Yeah, just take tech, you know. <laughs> He's, like, tech's Who like cares about tech. Tech can feel his own. <laughs> what? <laughs> Heresy. I, I, I imagine tech was like 
tech and feel his own chip going. He just doesn't tell anyone because he just assumes everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, and then it goes off. He's like, oh, I just assumed everyone knew. And then he starts, and then he just starts blasting. <laughs> um, the tech, if tech turned, like he could be bad because he could, like sabotage the ship and stuff like that. I guess. Mm. But uh, no, it was a really fun episode, and I'm, I'm uh, really enjoyed it. I'm like, really looking forward to see what's what's coming next week. Um, so I guess we can do a, a little canon banter i don't know what we'll call this canon banter um <laughs> to uh to end as we planned to do last week but didn't have the time <laughs> um so what um what's been your kind of canon munchies recently anything uh, you want to this week i read the tie fighter comic mm, tasty by judy hauser as you know indeed very tasty huh uh, I, I love that you I had a note prepared like just in case you didn't say anything about um, what, what do you call the um, the brothers the names are just skipping me right now uh, Litter and Littendree Littendree uh, last name Littendree and his brother his brother I didn't read it so well, well, it's not my job to keep these notes down that's such a job <laughs> but yes I, I had a note like did you rec- but did you recognize him? But as far as I remember, during the comic, there's like a flashback, isn't there? To Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, like you see, like a bit in the background, maybe when it's, when the brothers are talking. I think it's like, do you remember this thing we did in this particular comic series? Like, I guess I'm pretty sure, it like, yeah, hints, there was there it. was uh, there there was the stuff about uh, the wedding. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Vegas wedding. The Vegas the, wedding. The one, the one brother had. <laughs> <laughs> that he can't even remember anymore, and there was a little, a little bit on the side, yeah, in a, in, in in a box, That's telling right. you to, if you if you want to know about that, go read Imperial Cadet. Oh, they they did they did the Marvel thing or the comic thing yeah, where it's like read this. Yeah, they did the Marvel thing. Okay, yeah, it was. Re- I remember when I was um when I was reading that one because I it was one of the ones that I actually read quite recently. Like whenever it came out, I I, I wasn't reading it, and then when I started catching up with my comics again recently, I saw the the trade paperback setting. I was like, huh. Never read that, <laughs> so I I, huh. I read it fairly recently. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I'm I'm reading that part, and like, because because I've been obviously rereading everything, and I had reread Hansel Imperial Cadet like a couple of days before, and I was like, I know this boy. <laughs> it's because it's, it's his design is so unique, like with like the the yeah the, black the, hair, the, the tattoos, or tattoos, I whatever they are. Tattoos. I I I I would subscribe to that more. Yeah. Um, I was like, I know, it's like I know that guy. Like the pointing meme, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the great thing about canon, right? Is you, you can get little connections like that. But I mean, he dies. <laughs> it's just it sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, from the point on where he had the talk with his brother, and mm-hmm. his brother literally told him to not die, I was like, "Yep, he dies." He's gone. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. That man is so dead. I have never seen anyone be this dead in my entire life. Uh, the brothers were really nice as well during the during Hansel and Pierrot Cat. Like they were just a lot of fun. Um, they were just great. So also, I take that back. I, the the blonde blonde soldier man from the last Bad Batch episode. Also, as, as soon as he opened his mouth, it was like, "Hey, he dies." Oh, the <laughs> he the, dies. the one that Crosshair the, kills. Yeah, <laughs> you're just consigning these men to their fates before <laughs> before they even load screen time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it was Lytton, wasn't it? Lytton's the one who dies in, in, in TIE Fighter. Lytton is the one who dies, yeah. The other one is the one who's the medical... Is, st- is he still with the Empire? I think he is, right? Yeah. He's just not a, not yeah, a fighter pilot. He's, he's been assigned there in Imperial Cadet. That's right, at the end, doesn't he? Because he took such good care of some some wounds of someone, I don't know. Really. Oh, of uh, Valance? Yeah. I think. Valance gets wounded. The dude they saved... Valance will become a uh, quite big character for you in canon, um, but yes, he he does save Valance. That's right. Um, yeah, Valance is a character from Legends they brought into canon, um, and um, the way he looks in Han Solo, Han Solo Imperial Cadet is not the usual way the character is known. When you see him next, you'll see how he's usually known. But yeah, that's that's right. He gets assigned at the end. I forgot about that. Um, and also like the that that couple in in Tie Fighter. Uh, oh, the the two tie pilots aren't they? The two pilots, yeah. I I remember. Do they also both die? one of the things as soon nah, only the woman died. Yeah, okay, I remember her dying at least. Yeah. As soon as as that was clear that they're a couple, I was also like, yep, one one of them's gonna die. Boys gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a common thing they talk about in in canon that the, the tie fighters are just not not really great ships. Like they're so mass produced that they don't have shields. 
they don't have hyperdrives. Mm. They're just like and they and they like burst like under the slightest amount of gunfire. So it's like when whenever the people go out on them, it's like this this could be the last time, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I haven't yet read, and I, we were we were kind of chatting about this. I haven't yet read the Alphabet Squadron books. Um, I think they're by Alexander Freed, who wrote Battlefront Twilight Company, which I liked quite a bit. Um, but yeah, there's a trilogy of them, and the most recent one just came out called Victory's Price. Um, it's like the second most recent book, I think, after the. Yeah, the I mean, I definitely about. have heard of the Alphabet Squadron mm-hmm. books before. I don't know if they are. I, I think those are like one of the more uh, popular ones. I yeah, they, they. I mean, the concept was just super fun. Like, I mean. I don't know how well, and I've read like bits and pieces in different books, but I've never had a fighter, um, specific book, so I don't know in my head how well like the fighter pilot stuff translates to text. It it looks great on comic form. I I always love ship battles in, in the comics, but I'll be curious how my like inner head movie <laughs> will play it. But I've I've heard really really good I, things about them. I just them. honestly trust that since it is already so so popular, liked yeah. Can't really be that bad, can the, it? I don't really, I don't really have a concern. But it's just like I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like how, you, like I'm just picturing how it's described. But I don't have any concern. Like I think the idea of the Alphabet Squadron is super fun. Like I remember when I heard the concept, I was like, that's a bit quirky, XD. Um, <laughs> like it's like this, it's this like a fighter, like a squad from the New Republic, that each ship is like a different type of ship, hence the mm. alphabet part. Yeah. Um. And then I saw like some artwork of it, and like you can see the way it looks. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool looking. It's mainly just the name I thought was a bit kooky, but um, no, I, I really like the idea, and I've heard very, very good things about them. So um, I'm looking forward to getting to that. But yeah, Tie Fighter was released as like a sister series because you see, I think it's I don't know if it's I've been saying it, Erica Quell. Um, you see her at the end of the first issue. Um, she's like the main character, I believe, from at least yeah. the first book. So it's kind of been like, here you go, boys. You can read this now. Go read Alphabet Squadron. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. they also put like straight up part of the first chapter into the comic. Oh, so. see, I did only losers read that time, spoil themselves. But they, yeah, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> really read that. I don't know. But they, uh, I, th- I believe, on the cover of the book as well, it also has like um, tie into uh, Alphabet Squadron, like it has on the front cover of the the thing. I don't know if you were looking at the covers of Tie Fighter as well. Absolutely gorgeous. I thing. Was very nice they were beautiful Generally very very good art style very very beautiful you know, i am a sucker for a good comic art style yeah uh, yeah like and a bad one literally can ruin a whole comic book for me smelly art window <clears throat> yeah it's not, not doing anything more like i mean that's my issues i have with um salvador laraca but that's like you haven't yeah i know you haven't really experienced that with star wars yet. i mean you, you had a bit ages ago when you read a bit of Darth Vader but whenever you get back into it you'll get it you'll get it proper but um I mean I have experienced it with the alien with the alien stuff but I just mean in the, in the Star Wars context you know because that's I mean, my, I, I understand I understand why why that bugs you that you that it's basically just trace well, faces yeah it's, it's, I understand why that bugs you but I, I'm still thinking that's better than Whatever happened in that window comic? <laughs> just like, I think that a lot There's of the stuff was just rushed. Faces, man. There's just contortions. <laughs> I think that a lot of the stuff in that story is really good too. But yeah, the art, the art's kind of bunky. Something uh, just went very wrong. Might have just been short. Like, I don't know. Needed it done in a short amount of time. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but then, like the problem, like I mean, it's it's, it's not worth ranting because I don't like talking about the stuff I don't like. But there's like like Han could yeah. be saying a thing. And it's like. That's that moment from Empire Strikes Back where he says this thing. <laughs> like that's the face, yeah. but it's just like nah, it's just, just just ugly. But it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like comic covers, like there's a guy called Phil Noto who does a lot of them, and his stuff is always really gorgeous. Like he did the mm. Chewbacca covers. He was also the Chewbacca artist, I believe. But his a lot. He does a lot of covers, and his stuff is always really nice. But the Tie Fighter covers are gorgeous. Like, um, like they so really nice. so vibrant. There's lots of like pinks and greens and stuff. Like just just like that's like that's a great thing for me like whenever i pick up a new comic and the cover is like unreal looking um like i, w- I would love to just have like a wall like a collage of all of them but then you have some artists yeah. who don't don't put up the textless versions i'm like why do you do this to me yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like so frustrating especially when they're some of the nicest ones so that's a bit frustrating yeah. like so but yes tie fighter was at least the last comic i read so the up next before that was was lando oh lando by charles soul 
Yeah. yeah. That's like... It's one of my... Hero Cadet one and then another Lando one, like the double... double Lando one. double or nothing, yeah. yeah. You've had a... You've been going through the mini- miniseries, I guess a we should good, clarify. Good Han and Lando run is what I've had. Yeah. Before, before back and forth. TIE Fighter. And even, even TIE Fighter is like loosely related. Yeah, the... Um, the... I think the the Lando like so the the two solo tie in ones like Lando Double or Nothing and um, Han Solo Imperial Cadet were were good fun. Um, I think the uh, the Lando Charles Soul one is one of my favorite miniseries. Like I love Lobot in it. Um, yeah. Like I, I love the like the the kick weight moment when you realize that it's like Palpatine's pleasure crafts. I guess that they steal. Um, it was great. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Lobot's great in it, and then like he sacrifices his last remaining resistance against yeah. the the headpiece and I, and I still have not found out when and why i have read that it's just like lingering memories it of it. Is, yeah i i just ha- had those lingering memories <laughs> every now and then i saw a panel and i was like wait i know this i know that this happens you saw the uh but the, the twins, I, right? I don't i don't i don't have that comic in my bookshelf i didn't I, as far as i know i never had it in my bookshelf Where's it I, from? I don't know why i i don't know why i know it <laughs> just like out of the void somewhere it's so weird <laughs> i uh i think like the really um they have yeah so like it's uh they, they steal this like yeah they steal the, the imperialis right the palpatine's pleasure craft yeah. and they're just on it for like a to take whatever's on it because and then he has this this, this room of like sith and, and like dark side relics and i just think it's just like really cool um he has like the the helmet of darth Moomin, and like they have all these just random and they have these like imperial guards that have been corrupted over time i just think mm. i just think it's a really really cool idea the lobot stuff is really good i think lando's really good in it like um it has chanath cha who i think is really fun and the the bounty hunter um just a lot of yeah, a lot of really fun great. fun characters in it um i think the art is great uh, the covers are great just a overall really really good um comic series i believe it was charles soul's first in the canon charles soul is like my favorite comic writer um he does he goes on to do quite a lot um he is um writing the main star wars line at the moment and um yeah he's a he's, he's a fantastic writer he's also one of the writers on the high republic um he wrote uh, light of the jedi himself so he kind of kicked off the entire era um but he's, he's really really good so um but yeah so i'm glad i'm glad you've been enjoying stuff so next is shattered empire for you right yeah so that should be probably a, gonna get on that today should be a a really really fun time like so um and still for quite a while now i'm uh working on getting to lo- through lords of the sith mm-hmm. the novel has your been your walking background noise right yeah <laughs> so we'll uh my walks my drives Whenever, um, I suppose whenever we finish that, you can you can chat about it as you wish because I've read it many moons ago, and so the events aren't as um, fresh in my mind. But you can chat about it without fear of spoiling me. Like so, um, are you? What What are your thoughts on so far? Just just in terms of like overall, like uh, you know, are you are you enjoying it? What stuff do you like most? Type thing. I'm or? definitely enjoying it. I expected something way different. Honestly, nope. way more like. Actually, Sith Vader, Palpatine mm-hmm. centered and less Champs and Dula, mm-hmm. free Ryloth movement, free the boys. Stuff. Yep, and like at least from what it feels like, it's almost more free Ryloth stuff sure. than uh, than Sith stuff. Mm-hmm. But still enjoying well, it so still far. Still really nice. That's good. I love. I, I love <laughs> that meme I sent you. It's still great. It gets gets a lot of good Empire stuff across. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're enjoying very, it. Yeah. Very nice. That that solo meme where it's like Han and Lando is like, I hate you. I know. <laughs> like yeah. Vader and Palpatine at the start of every book or comic they're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some. Uh... They are just like an old married couple. Yeah. Uh, who wants to? Uh, one wants to kill the other, I suppose. Yeah. They're. Uh, I always love the. Vader, Vader stuff is always really good. I love, I love Palpatine. Um, so yeah, you can you can chat about the book as a whole, sure. When you, whenever you finish. Um, yeah, like I said, I, my book reading is on hold right now because I want to. Um, you know, my my method of reading just wasn't working out, and 
least I recognize that and then continue to do it. So whenever I catch up on my comics, I'll begin reading during the day more now. It's where I'm fully awake, not going to doze off and forget mm. things. And I think the way I was doing it was... See, like, for me, reading is always like that. So I just do the audio. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen to me during the day. Um, I think the problem as well was I was reading in very short bursts. So I wasn't retaining the information I was reading. Yeah. Um, if you're literally just reading 10 minutes every day. It doesn't really do it. Didn't help, no. Like, um, very, very, like... So in the start of Queen's Shadow, like one of the main characters it focuses on is Sabe, who's like the main mm-hmm. handmaiden, like the one Keira Knightley played. Yeah. And um, like she goes off to Tatooine to do this thing. And so I read a chapter with her and this this guy who goes with her from Naboo. And they do this thing on on um, and, uh, Tatooine and they plan to go to Coruscant. And I remember coming back the next night, then maybe it was like two nights later because I was like busy the previous night. And they were going to Coruscant. I'm like, <laughs> get I don't there. Like, why are they going to Coruscant and then I was like alright I need, I need to restart this book so I'll be, I'll be restarting Queen Shadow but um, the only like new stuff I've been reading recently is uh, the um, the High Republic like a comic the Marvel comic um, yeah. because everything else I'm like rereading right now the, the High Republic comic is really good um, it's Kevin Scott writing it who will have will have one thing in canon before you get introduced to the High Republic he wrote one of the canon audio drama uh, audio novels um about uh, dooku um but it's really good the art is gorgeous the covers are great it's just like um the, the higher public stuff so far has been been fantastic and it's whenever you get to it there'll be a, there's like a very clear reading order you got so um but they do a great job of like and the whole canon kind of feels like this but knowing that the higher public is written specifically to do these things it's really great when like um you read like one of the books and then that character shows up again you're like there she is um and for example there's a there's a character in one of the books called vernestra Rowe. she's a like a, a young jedi knight she's like a jedi prodigy basically and um she has a purple lightsaber but her lightsaber does a thing like a specific thing and she does it in the book in the book that she's in and um like reading the book it's like oh that's really cool and then um she showed she's she's been in the comic recently and she does the thing with the like Julie from Cora. <laughs> uh, she does she does the thing with her lightsaber and like oh there it is. It's like seeing it in comic form is like if you're reading a comic and you hadn't read her book, it's like oh that's a cool thing she can do. But because I know she can do that, just seeing it on a comic panel is just really cool. And like the main character, quote unquote, from the High Republic is called Avar Chris. Um, yeah. And she's like she's great. And just like having having her in the first book and now having her as a main player in the comic, it's just like. The level of interconnectedness of the way it's been specifically written is just really fun and I think you're going to really enjoy it when you get to it. Yes, also just something I have noticed over first Bad Bitch episode the yeah, little bit out of topic but like Avatar and all of that is somehow it is greater it is, it is even better seeing a character you love if you see them somewhere else basically. yeah <laughs> you see them where you don't know them from just like uh, like Kanan showing up in the first episode of Bad Bad sure yeah it's just like oh there he is <laughs> way much more like giddy obviously also because you didn't expect 100%. him 100% I completely get it like just just having things you know show up and, and being able to be like pointing at the thing like like yeah. Litton showing up in TIE Fighters such a small example but things yeah. like that multiplied to a greater exactly. degree are just it's a like, ton of fun it's like hey I know that so whenever you get to the High Republic um, so there are two novels out right now the Marvel comic and the IDW comic and then like a smaller like YA book that um, I would advise you read as well which is where, where Vernestra rose from um, but then Vernestra, Vernestra is going to be the main character in the upcoming novel as well the upcoming novel novel so like reading the her other novel, the, the younger one is still quite important. Like so, it's just been a great, great time. Honestly, I just wish it would come out quicker. Um, like having the I Marvel comic is I great. I finally read that shit. Well, that'll happen whenever you catch up. Uh. Um, but it's been it's been <laughs> a lot of fun. Like, but but then I've been rereading. Um, so I've reread all the miniseries right now. So that's all quite still quite fresh in my head. So I can still have discussions about them and sound semi knowledgeable. Um. But then I've also been rereading. I've reread the entire four volumes of the Kieran Gillen Darth Vader series. I've reread um, the first four volumes, five, sorry, of um, 
the first Star Wars run, and then I've read reread the first volume of Doctor Aphra. So um, mm. I'm uh, getting quite through there. So I'm doing a volume a day, basically, like rereading everything, just so just so it's more it's fresh in my mind. And then once I catch up, I'll start reading the stuff that I haven't read yet, which is basically all the new comics that are coming out between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, like all the new ongoing stuff, basically. There's like there's like four, five, sorry, ongoing series from Marvel right now. One is the Higher Republic, and then the other four are all set between um, Empire and Return of the Jedi. And um, I haven't started any of those other four yet. I've been reading the Higher Republic stuff, obviously. So, but I'm hearing like really good things about the Empire, Return of the Jedi stuff. So, I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to it because it'll be new stuff for me, you know. So, but the stuff I've, just... I've been rereading is really fun. I should just be a bit faster with reading my comics, <laughs> honestly. But you I see. just like it in the week on on the weekdays. Yeah. Like Monday through Friday, I just it's fine, fine honestly, the time. can't really make myself. That's that's fair. I just like. And I, I just, just I wanna I wanna read the stuff when I actually feel like it. Instead of forcing yourself, yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, gotta finish those. Uh, you, gotta read comics today. Uh, well, you never want to. Like, I wanna like actually that. have to. I want want to please keep my fun just have have enjoyment that's what i want yeah yeah so i've been uh, enjoying rereading stuff recently so i think today i have another volume of dr afra i think and no complaints for me because afra is like one of my favorite characters in canon and she's, she's mm. like up, up in my top five so uh reading herself is a, a pleasure i think you, like you've had a little bit of afra um when you read like a little the, bit of darth the, vader in the vader comic that yeah. i should not have read so early I mean, it's not like the like so you'll get it. You'll get it contextualized, now, like. But At least just that like, started you on 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 my my Star Wars comic coaching. It, it did <laughs> back in the day. Um, Afro's just like she's so fun. Like she's just like an incredibly well written character. There were rumors about an animated show with her that never happened. That made me incredibly sad. But like, that's the thing, right? Because I mean, like, it's not too late. Oh, I'd say it's entirely possible someday, you know, or just to see her in some form because, like... They must as... know that Afra is, like, one of the most loved ca- uh, characters in, in canon. Yep. Comics and books and all that. So, just just, so... just, just give me give me more of her, please. Like, that's the thing, like, because as much as we love the books and comics, it's, like, on the grand scale of things, it's pretty niche for, like, your average, like, Star Wars enjoyer. I keep thinking of that stupid meme, like... <laughs> average star wars enjoyer versus yeah. average <laughs> person like but like i would say a lot of people like because like the mandalorian did crazy numbers right but like a lot of those people have never watched clone wars have never watched rebels anything like that true um when i watched so I, the mandalorian i also had not watched the clone wars exactly and then and, and here you are like so it's but i expect a lot of people don't really know who afra is and i think like if they were to but the problem is if they were if she was given an animated series, they probably still wouldn't watch it. But like, um, they, uh, I would love more people to be introduced to who Afra is because she's just she's just a joy. Um, so um, that's my main like. If I if I had to have a main hope right now, it would be something with like something with Afra, like an animated or a live action appearance. I, w- I would just love to see her because I just I just I just love her. Good um, good question. I have. You yep. said you want live action Afra. Mm-hmm. Who do you like to see? I have. Ezra? I've had two, two, um, dream castings. I think so. Afra is Afra is Asian, so yeah. um, top two would be either Chloe Bennett, who was in Agents of Shield as um, more like the main characters. I love yeah. Chloe Bennett. I I saw a fan mock up of this other actress, and I was like, huh, never thought about that. I need to look up her name right now. She is in The Boys and she plays Kimiko. Um, her name is Karen Fukuhara. Um, mm. I oh, would yes. also be do- I would also be down for her as Afra. Oh yes, I can see that. Um, so someone did a fan. Um, I don't know if I can get it here now because my phone kind of clicks and stuff. But someone did a fan mock up of her like in um, Afra's outfit, and I was like, I could see it. I could like um. Yeah, let's see if I can send it to you here. Like it's it's kind of like a a loose mock up. Um, but I was like, yeah, I get uh, I get I could definitely see her as uh, as Afra. So yeah, Afra's like one of my favorite characters. So just like, oh yes, please. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's also I have looked I've looked the people the, the two actresses now. I've looked them up like mm-hmm. while you were while you were saying him. 
What do you what, what do you, what do you think? I can definitely see the one from the boys. Yeah, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why Karen has a bad connotation? <laughs> the name, but uh, well, she yeah, didn't it. I think um, I would just love to see her. Like, and and the the thing is, like, um, so there is an Afra, Doctor Afra. Uh, so so they did Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott, which is an uh canon audio book. Doesn't have a, a it wasn't the book first thing got made into an audio book. It was originally made as an audio book, um. They also did one for Dr. Aphra where it's like a modified version of her introduction to the comics. Um, which I haven't listened to yet because like one thing I don't know which is like the canon version and which is not. Like, I think it just like adjusts it things slightly, so they technically could be like both mm-hmm. at the same time. Um but um the uh so there if you listen to that, like Aphra will obviously have a voice. So I don't have a, a voice in my head yet for Afra. So like, no matter who they cast, I would probably be down for it, you know, because it wouldn't it wouldn't be overriding a voice I have in my head. So, whereas you know, sometimes Makes if you already have a character, if you have if you have a character named like Ahsoka, you're going to have people comparing the voices for whenever she makes a jump to live action. So, um, no, I I just I would just love to see Afra live action because or or I an just, animated I form. I just think it's kind of a bit silly to compare voices from like voice actors to actual actors that get you play them in live action i mean sure they're different but there's I mean, also different people playing them you know so yeah of but of course it, they are different it's more just like when you think of a character you think of how they sound and then they suddenly sound different like regardless of yeah, the jump between sure. medium so it's why but like i both... feel like it's it's, le- it's it's not that bad because the visual is also completely different yeah i mean i get it I, I, I do agree somewhat, but it's not a big deal for me. Like, um, like it's the reason why Bo-Katan made the transition so well. is because they just took Katie Sackhoff out of the recording booth and just put her in the the armor. Yeah. Uh, and she, <laughs> she, she fucking killed it, like, and it, and just hearing the voice coming through the helmet on the Mandalorian, it's like, yep, that's Bo-Katan. Like, huh. there's no uh, mind trick or anything to do there. So that was just like, yep, that's Bo-Katan's voice coming out of live-action Bo-Katan's helmet. Um, and then, obviously, you have ones like... Um, Saw Guerrera, like Forrest Whitaker does him on live action. Obviously, after we've had the Clone Wars version of yeah, him. Yeah, which is, which is like, I get why that would probably be weird because we know Forrest Whitaker has a very uh, unique voice. Mm-hmm. Very, no. very recognizable. And There's not, not much to be left. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Forrest Whitaker, though. Um, he's great. He's great. So, it's like. It's not a problem. Like I, I, I actually like how Ahsoka sounds in in Mandalorian. But would I have like, would it have, would I have like, like, dropped a brick if like, it was like Ashley Eckstein's voice coming out? Sure, but I, I, I still really it didn't didn't detract from my enjoyment at all. Like so, but like the the book of time was just like Chef's kiss. Ashley Eckstein wouldn't wouldn't really have made a very good live action cast for Ahsoka to be honest. I don't mean even the casting. I mean like if they dubbed if they just dubbed her like they yeah, did from Maul no, from Solo. Please. But it works so well in solo, though. Like I said, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me, you know. I I understand why some people were not pleased by it because it's like Ashley Eckstein has the legs with this character, and now she's not associated with this version of it. I get that, but it didn't. It didn't take detract my enjoyment at all. Um, I I really still really really enjoyed it. Like so, but like TLDR, they, give me they, Afro. They, the voice actors have their part of the character, and. I guess we probably all know the story of the Vader actor. Like the James Earl? actor. Oh, David Price? Who, yeah. <laughs> who didn't didn't really get the recognition that true. he still kind of deserved for the role. Even like, yes, he was just the body. Yeah. But it didn't help that you never it's saw just, his face. Like, it's just kind of shit, I imagine. If you film a whole thing and you have a bond to the character probably at one point. And when the movie come out, it comes out, it's like your body, but there's a different voice coming out of it. Yeah. It's your body is all you completely still delivered, You still delivered all of, that, uh, all of that dialogue. You still had to learn all of that. And they just put someone there told him to say your sentence then they re- erased erased your voice from from history basically 
I mean, yeah, like obviously, like. And yes, it works. Of course, it works for for Vader and all of that. Works mm-hmm. better. Probably would have worked better. We don't really know if it worked better since we don't really know what it would have sound like. Sounded <sighs> like they wouldn't have dubbed him. I mean, I I, I imagine like it was done with the knowledge that, that would happen. Uh, I think it's it's a bit more awkward in David Price's case because not only is it, it it is his body doing all the physical performance, but you never see it like you never see it's him. Like yeah. at least with like in Solo, like you can clearly see it's Ray Park, even though it's not his voice. It, you know, it's somewhat we're like so. Yeah, it's a whole like a whole kind of muddy gray area there. Like, but it, it, again, just TLDR, give me Afra. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't I don't know what the kind of blood sacrifice I have to do. I, if if Afra showed up in something like. Like I feel such a strong connection to Afra because, again, it feels like this character that like only like a, and I wouldn't say it's a niche character at all. Like Afra is so well loved, but because she's not in any of like the shows or movies and all, I feel like an, such an affinity for her that if she ever were to show up, I would just like I would just die from happiness, you know. So <laughs> I would don't. just love. I <laughs> but she she could work she could work so well in just anything. So please just give me give me my girl, please. I, I beg him, you. Give him Afra. Come on. Yeah. Get, throw in triple on, zero, Dave. throw in BT one. Just, just, just let me see. Just let me see Afra. So just do it. Just, just do it. Not there. that hard. Um. All right. Anything else you want to chat about before we wrap up for the day? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, I think we'll call that there. So next week we'll be back to discuss episode four of the Bad Batch and any extra canon additions that we've had, and we can have a bit of a yes, bit of a yes. chat then. Yes. Yes. All right, everyone, have a lovely week, and we'll chat to you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.